Hi guys, what's up? It's Candace Kumai, and this is the Wabi Sabi Podcast, episode number 58. How to bounce back, as Big Sean says in one of my favorite songs. <laughs> we are living in a fucking ratchet time, might I be honest. And it's been very tough for small business owners, single girls and guys, and anyone going through financial turmoil. So I'm going to address all three areas today when it comes to work, finances, and relationships. First and foremost, if you haven't subscribed to the newsletter, it would be awesome if you went to CandiceKumai.com or TheMachaShop.com and subscribe to my newsletter. This podcast is free and is brought to you by my heart. So we're going to talk about work right now, which has been a very difficult area, especially during the pandemic and the following years. I will say there are a few things that helped me to move forward. Um, we made barely anything last year. It was the first year we took a huge loss and I wasn't able to recoup right away. So for most of the year, I survived off of my IRA account which is one of the first things I'm going to ask you to do is if you're a small business owner, you should absolutely open up an IRA account this year. There's an extension, you get a tax break, and you should check on Roth IRAs or IRAs and ask your financial advisor, CPA, or any friend in finance on how you can do it. I use Fidelity and T. Rowe Price for most of my investing. If I didn't have that money that I saved for a rainy day, I would have been screwed in 2020. And might I add, 2019 was a horrendous year of spending from my production company on the documentary. So I went back to back in two years of being in the trenches. And the only reason why I feel versed in sharing this info with you on bouncing back is because I've officially grown my accounts back up to where they normally are in 2021, which my partner reminds me is something that I should be very proud of because most of us do not get a pat on our backs for being responsible financially. With work, I want you to write down some notes today. So take out a notepad, share this episode with a friend, especially if they've got a lot of bouncing back to do. It's also called pivoting, you know, reworking, rewiring, and relaunching. And I know that you can do this. I consider myself a master at the pivot. And I know that these three areas are areas which we all need help in. So when it comes to work, the changes that I made last year, where I made sure to always save money for a rainy day, and that's where the IRA account comes in. If you have a regular job, then make sure that you have your 401k set and ready to go. And if you ever need to pull from it as an emergency, there's a penalty that we're all going to pay, but it's totally worth it in my opinion. Otherwise, make sure that you have a savings account that you grow and you put 10% of every single paycheck into that savings account. You will thank me when times are rough. I can tell you that. The other work changes I made were I really decided that I needed to let go of a lot of team members that were with me for a decade and that weren't really serving me anymore. So not only did I move out of New York back to LA, where it's a little bit more safe and calm and chill here, but I also thought to myself, I guess it's really time for me to put forth my energy 
into new individuals that are close to me in Los Angeles. So I changed my agents. I fired the old agents, which was extremely difficult to do, but it was time. And I got let go of the legal team that I was with for many years. And I met some new amazing managers. We saw much more eye to eye. They're all female, Shab in Brooklyn. They changed my life and they were here for me. Another change that I made was I had to focus on new lawyers. Um, I decided to go with minority female lawyers because they just served me better. I saw much more eye to eye with them. And as Jenna Kutcher and I have talked before on her podcast, I said, there's no way that a man will ever understand your path, especially if you're a woman. So some of the changes I highly recommend that you can make with work to bounce back are find a team that is female, that sees eye to eye with you, that you can relate to. Because when it comes to business, I find it to be much easier when you work with other like-minded women. I don't know why. And if you're a dude, then find other like-minded men that you work really well with. For some reason, the gender pattern of staying close to minority women for me has always worked out well because we have so much in common. Our struggles are the same. Our parents raised us the same. Our mentality with work is the same. And the way that we pivot is very similar. I try not to sit around and feel sorry for myself when I'm going through hard times and I'm like last year or the year before, I think I was, you know, at least 20000 in debt that I had to work from a negative place back up to where I am in the positive and in the six figures again. That was difficult, but that was what I did with work was I changed the agents, got new managers, then I got new agents. So I'm now with UTA. I decided to go with people that were humble, that worked hard, and that I knew I could email any time and they would email me right back and we would start jumping in and working with big real deal clients again. So although 2020 was such a wash, I still got to work with HBO Max, followed by Hum Nutrition, then Centauri, then Victoria's Secret. And now we're finally in a safe place where we can move forward into bigger business as we move into 2021. The Olympics are a wash. I have still have no idea if we're going. It is touch and go, as I mentioned in the last podcast. But I want you to know that these work difficulties were not going to stand in my way of continuing business. I would not give up on what I was working on. So I continued to stay the course. Don't let yourself go into a victim mindset, especially with work. Give yourself a moment to relax. For me, that meant downsizing an apartment so I wasn't spending so much, getting out my diffuser every day with essential oils, different, you know, aromatics that made me feel good, even get CBD, grab a joint, you know, do whatever you need to do. Go see a friend, drink a glass of whiskey with them. It's okay to be in a tough place. And I want you to know that. Take a little break. And when shit hits the fan, because it will, be prepared by having that savings account and be prepared by having a team around you that really supports you, especially in the darkest times. Work is a tough place to bounce back in. If you lost your job in the pandemic, which so many of us did, 
I promise you that new opportunities are around the corner, but you cannot sit around and wait for them to call you. Start calling them. Cold call, email, DM, LinkedIn. Do whatever you can to get a hold of the people you want to work with and work for and collaborate with and get on it. You would be so surprised to know that most of my deals come from me reaching out to brands and partnerships, production companies, networks that I love. I always knew that I would never get my own show by somebody handing me a script. I knew that I was going to have to create that show. So remember, create no victim mentality. Don't feel sorry for yourself at all. And cold call as much as possible. Even if you have to get 10 emails out there, maybe one person will write back. Say you do 100 DMs to different companies, maybe one will write back. But that one change, that one little shift in that email or DM could change your whole life. So do the outreach. Don't be afraid. Save your money in an IRA and a savings account. Get a team that surrounds you, that loves you and supports you with all their heart And remember that tough times will come. Be prepared for them, expect them, but move forward when they do come. Because guess what? The people that move forward and adapt to change are the ones who end up making it in this world. It's not the talkers, it's the fucking walkers. The people that walk the walk and take action that are the ones running the gamut. Finances. This is a really tough place for a lot of us right now. So I'm going to give you a few tips that have worked for me personally. Number one, downsize your apartment or your house as soon as you can. I was paying way too much in rent. Of course, I loved fabulous apartments. (laughs) I ain't gonna lie. I wasted all of my money in my 20s and 30s on fabulous places to live. I don't regret a damn thing. I know I could have been, you know, a multimillionaire by now with work if I saved, but I decided to spend. So there's that balance there, right? If I saved everything and lived in a much smaller apartment, I would have had millions but I decided I was going to spend. So the opposite of that now, now that I've gotten smarter, is that I downsized my apartment. So I'm in a one bed, still have a great view, still have luxury, you know, if I need it or want it and create can create that, but it's not necessary. So another thing that I really downsized on was also my wardrobe. I don't need to buy 20 pairs of anything anymore. I just need one solid pair of jeans, one in, you know, say a charcoal, one in regular, and everything else I just sold. You can sell on eBay, Poshmark. You can donate your clothes to charity, get a tax write-off. A lot of you ladies out there are buying things you don't need. And might I add, as a former fit model for over 15 years, fast fashion is not cool. I would invest in jeans that last you a long time. And I would invest in pieces that you know that will be in style forever, like a good leather jacket or a vegan leather jacket, a couple of white tees like from Madewell or James Purse, they last a long time. Heck, you can even get stuff at Target that lasts a while, but just invest in pieces that will last forever and stop buying fast fashion because you're buying into 
junky clothes, as my mom would call them. Oh yeah, these are kind of like a junky clothes, junky item. She always said, don't waste your money on the junk. Buy pieces that last forever that are classic. Buy stuff that's well-made. And if you can, buy things made in the USA. That is a priority. There are a lot of brands out there right now that focus on American-made that are beautiful. Also, if you are able to open up that IBER account as soon as possible because you can save on a tax write-off every year, you put I put about five grand in mine every year, maybe six, and then I get a tax write-off that makes sense. Invest in a good CPA or financial advisor. I also want you to pay off your credit cards every single month. This was very hard in the pandemic and very difficult to bounce back from. But because of the pandemic, a lot of us have these opportunities where credit card companies and say you have a loan somewhere, etc., They're going to give you a break. They will either help you to chop up that big, big spending number into a tiny installment over time. And if you just can't make, say, your mortgage, your bills, or your credit cards, then ask for help. Call them now, as soon as you're done with this podcast, and ask them for help. They are there and available to help you. I really try not to use credit cards as much as possible. So if you can, check your spending on a regular basis and make sure that you're not spending an excessive amount. Another way to save on finances I noticed was I don't dye my hair at all anymore. I just keep my natural color, which has been healthy and beautiful. I don't do my nails unless I absolutely have to for work. And I absolutely do not waste money on massive, expensive cosmetics. I don't think it's worth it. I think you can find natural and clean cosmetics that are made in the USA at Credo Beauty or even Sephora and save as much as you can. Downsize. Get rid of the things that you do not need anymore. Make sure you open your IRA account and invest in a great financial advisor Pay off your credit cards every month. If not, call the credit card company and ask them to save you. They're there to help. And make sure that you downsize and you don't spend a crazy amount of money on rent. That is the biggest mistake that I ever made. And once you have savings, you'll be able to take some of that money and put it into investing. So you can do MS, uh, whatever that, I I don't even know what it's called. My dad told me about it the other day. So I invest in Ethereum. I have some Bitcoin. Those are just for fun. Um, Ethereum, everyone's favorite word now. If you don't know what it is, look it up. But crypto is pretty cool right now. Um, And I also say if you can invest in a home or a rental property, what an incredible time for you to invest at this very low APR moment in history save, buy a house, feel really good about your investments and get secure. There are a few people in finance that I love. Um, My friend Claire has a site called Ladies Get Paid that can help you with female finance. And I also think it's important to do your research on people that are giving you money advice. Those millionaire rooms in Clubhouse, those millionaire people out there, they're kind of shady. I mean, I could tell you how to make a million also, but it's, 
I don't know, it's not that important to me. I'd rather you be a good person with a good heart that does all the right things. And in finance, that means pay your taxes, pay all of your credit cards off and be a responsible spender. I guess I got that from my parents, but since we don't learn about finance in high school or college, I believe it's important for you to set yourself up for success. One other thing that you can really do that I think will help is find a friend who is in finance and have a conversation with them about your money and get smart on your spending and start eyeballing it. Ask them to help you. There are a lot of financial advisors out there that are willing to take a free call with you right now. I know my friend Teo and Bruce at Westpac Wealth, they are incredible and they just take these long phone calls with me about helping me out free of charge. It's cool how that works. It's just kind of like how I do this podcast. It's all free. I actually have to pay other people to help me to do certain things so I go out of pocket, but I really enjoy helping you. So find value in helping others and you'll see this very bizarre circle of return It's just kind of like paying it forward. If somebody helps you out, help somebody else out and it will come back to you. I can promise you'll be able to bounce back on your finances if you really start downsizing, cutting your spending, stop wasting money on materialistic things you don't need, stop traveling so much, stop eating out so much. And if you want a really good cookbook, Check out Clean Green Eats and Kintsugi Wellness along with my website, CandiceKumai.com for free recipes. You can save thousands of dollars every year by cooking at home and thousands of extra calories. When it comes to relationships, and this is going to be a really tough one for me to talk about, bouncing back is hard, man. I dated from the time I was in high school until now in my late 30s, and what I found was I really was addicted to the chase to madness, chaos, hot men, men that I just, you know, I don't know, adored and loved. And it was all about that chase, you know, and I I loved that. If they dangled carrots in front of me, I ran. I was like a bunny rabbit. And then I realized that that is an addiction, a codependency, a cycle that I had to break. So When somebody, say, wants to split fill with you, if they ghost you, if they say, I just don't want a relationship right now, I get it. It is so hard to bounce back. But I'm going to tell you, you are going to be so good on your own. When you let go of the codependency, and there's a great book by Melanie Beattie on Codependent No More is the title of the book. When you learn to let go of being dependent on others for your happiness, for your self-worth, for your self-esteem, for your confidence. You can do anything. You can do anything. You can do anything. I promise. You're so beautiful on your own. I don't need a man to tell me that I'm hot and sexy and fun and funny and cool. I know I am those things on my own. I don't need them to tell me that. So self-affirm as much as you can during these tough times. The last breakup that I had, which I probably should do a whole podcast on, But not like, I don't want to blast this guy. I just want to explain to you guys how difficult it was. I went and got massages. I went and got, you know, love on with my pets. I got my girlfriends. We went on trips together. We went hiking. 
there were so many things that we did together for better self-care and for self-affirmations. Relationships are really tough. And the way that you can bounce back from the romantic ones is really just time. I know it hurts so bad when it first happens. It's like a sting, a deep cutting pain. It's undescribable to most people. And it's different for everyone. You know, I've seen people bounce back really fast from relationships. And then for me, it usually takes a few years depending on how long or how deep I was with that person. So um, recently I found that it was difficult for me to get over somebody that I was close to, but also wasn't that serious with. And it just took time. You know, you have to do alone time, time with your girlfriends or guy friends, whatever you need, whatever works for you. But I do want to recommend a couple of things that have helped me to bounce back in relationships. Number one, spending time with pets is probably one of the best things you can do. So if you haven't adopted a kitten, a cat, a senior cat, a dog, a puppy, a senior dog, please go out and get a pet because they are, to me, the world. There's a, um, a place in New York called Little Wanderers. And there's also Best Friends, and I work with both of them. Um, We're actually recording a charity event for Best Friends soon because I care so deeply about adoption and animals that are just shelter animals that deserve love or even animals that are out stray on the streets. So deserving of love, and, and you are as well. I also really recommend nature. So walks and hikes in nature at the beach. Maybe you want to go surfing. Maybe you want to go stand up paddle boarding. Maybe you just want to do a small beach walk. I remembered like not being able to get out of the apartment for a while during the worst breakups. And my friends encouraged me to just get out and go for a walk. So as long as I saw the birds, maybe I saw other people hanging out, the sunshine, getting vitamin D, These things are really important. Sleep. It's probably the most important thing that you can do during a breakup is get a lot of good sleep. Don't drink. Don't go out and bang 30 people. Don't go out and do a ton of drugs. Like just sleep. Spend time alone. It's really good to stay sober if you can during a breakup. It's the healthiest thing that you can do. I didn't wear makeup. I didn't go out. I did not see anyone I didn't date, and I certainly wasn't on any dating apps. I just got over it, and it took a lot of time and a lot of energy, and I made a lot of space in my heart. It's just like Kintsugi, the last book I wrote. When an object breaks in Japanese culture, it's put back together with a lacquer and finished and dusted with a golden powder, and the cracks signify an object of beauty over time that was once broken and has now been mended and sealed with gold and grace. And the only way that you could be graceful is to practice. And practice takes time. And you're going to have to go through it to get through it. It sucks, but I know you can do this. When it comes to friend breakups and friendships with friends falling apart, 
It is a natural order of nature in this world. Don't dwell on it so much. It's part of life. Everybody has friendship breakups. They suck. I know. I think about them all the time. I've been working with a therapist um, on cellular release therapy. You should look it up and find a practitioner that is highly recommended and also accredited. That means they are a true expert and they have studied this for a long time and they have many patients. Um, I've held on to a lot of other people's problems, grief, um, and a lot of others' pain for many, many years. And I told myself I would no longer do that as I'm moving forward in my career and my self-development. And the next projects that I do will be focused more on spirituality and going very deep inside of my heart and soul and mind and spirit and not really giving a fuck about exterior material and outer worldly things that I have no control over or that don't matter at all. I hope that you find a way to find inner peace, whether it is meditation, prayer, healing crystals, all that woo-woo shit. (laughs) It works. It works. I sleep with crystals every night. I have a diffuser. I'm with my cat. I make sure to go see the sky and the nature and the ocean or the mountains or the trees at least once a day. And I work out every single day if I can, because I know the 45 minutes of Pilates or bar class or yoga will do me justice in my life. Self-affirm after your class, you are strong, you are beautiful, you are talented, you are smart, you are so lovely, and you must cultivate that energy from within in order to bounce back from relationships, whether they were romantic or friendship-related or even work-related. You have to go inward. So stop looking around and start going inside and find that place inside of your gut, heart, mind, and soul that help you bounce back. I can promise you that the most beautiful people in this lifetime, the ones that I look up to, like Ariana Huffington, for instance, she has gone through hell and back multiple times. Those are the people that I look up to. I don't care about fake followers or followers. Like this world is pretty messed up. I care about someone's soul and their spirit and where they're going and they're offering to this world. I don't know if you've ever seen my girlfriend Jessamine Stanley's work, but we spoke together with Ariana Huffington a few years back as she chose us as one of her top 20 new role models. And I thought, wow, how the fuck did Ariana choose me as a role model. I'm like the most fucked person I know. <laughs> and and the bottom line, I, I suppose, is, is she did because she knows how real I am. It doesn't take a person very long to see how honorable and how grateful and gracious you are. It takes them seconds. We judge others in seconds. It's proven by science and research. So maybe we can take a moment to start judging people based off of their heart, their offering to this world, and not who they are on social. When you look inward and you look at your heart and you cultivate love and you start mending the broken pieces by using pets, nature, loving girlfriends, 
therapy that works, lots of sleep, and making sure to use self-affirmations over time, those little broken pieces will get mended back together and you will become more whole and you will become Kintsugi, even more beautiful than you once were before. If you need an awesome documentary to watch, check out Kintsugi on NHK. I also will answer your questions in just a bit. I'm taking a mini break to go to Pilates, so it's time for you to sign up for my newsletter, like and comment on my last Instagram post, and please share this episode, podcast number 58, with your girlfriends. They deserve it, and you do too. Okay, Jim, a little break here while I grab my phone. 844. Sorry, I'm just going to talk to you while I go grab my phone and I'm going to go answer these questions. Hey, we did really good on timing today, Jim. Usually the podcast takes so much longer, but I feel like we've got it down to a science now. (laughs) Okay, so I'm here to answer your questions. We are back up for them at 9 16. Well, actually more like 923. Okay, it's time to answer your questions. Every week I ask people for questions on Instagram and I say, ask me anything and I'll answer you. Um, Abby Ness 92 asks, is there a Japanese concept for forgiveness? And have you ever had to forgive someone? Oh, many times. Um, <laughs> Japanese people look to a concept of mono no aware, which means the pathos of life, meaning that we're always aware that there is a dark side, a side of of pain and, and forgiveness and darkness, as I said. And my mother had always taught me like not to hold on to things and to let it go. She will sing the Frozen song to me, did it go, did it go. And it makes me crack up because it's like, dude, this is a great cartoon for kids because when you get older, you still hold on to shit that was from your past traumas. And I think we've all had to forgive someone in our lifetime. Um, I wrote a, a letter, a card to two girlfriends and one ex in Hawaii once years ago. And I left the cards in a drawer at the hotel I was staying at. Some lucky maid opened them and read some juicy stuff. So, um, it didn't fully work. I mean, I still had lingering pain. I still do with many people, but like I had said, I'm working on that cellular release therapy to help to let go of the things that I hold so deeply onto. I'm a Taurus. I'm stubborn. I want the last word. (laughs) Um, but I also really don't want to hold on to that awful pain and struggle anymore. So I agree, forgiveness is a really great practice and a concept of mono no aware, meaning we know that bad things will happen in this lifetime and that it may take time to learn to forgive others. But I do agree, it's better to live with the forgiveness in our hearts than holding on to being right all the time. Another person asks, Zozo Chan, what is your most life-changing lesson from therapy and how do you deal with FOMO and decisions? 
Um, through therapy, I've learned that I hold on to a lot of past trauma. We all do. And I also hold on to a lot of old relationships, pains, struggles, and I don't let them go very easily. So <clears throat> I've also learned that as an empath, you'll tend to feel more than others and you'll care a lot more and you'll have compassion. And that's a good thing because it means that you're human and you can feel so deeply. One of the greatest lessons I think I've learned through therapy is that um, I'm perfectly imperfect. This is me. Take it or leave it. Wabi sabi. FOMO. Um, gosh, I mean, we've all been at that place where we saw all of our friends together at the someone's bachelorette party or wedding and you weren't invited. That stuff sucks. Remember, everybody's FOMO is different according to time, place, who they're friends with. Um, you can't really compare each other's FOMO, but I, the way I handle it is I don't spend a lot of time scrolling and looking around. I'm, I'm out doing things. I'm changing things. I'm working. I am working on myself and trying to always bounce back to be a better person. Um, I could not give out advice like this if I haven't gone through the gauntlet and back three, four times. Um, so when I've hit rock bottom, it seems like you're always looking around maybe a little bit more and you're a little more sensitive. So when I'm in my strongest times, I feel so good and I don't need to look around. I'm just going inward all the time. So that's how I really handle a lot of internal struggles and I don't worry about what other people are doing. I wouldn't trade my life with anyone else's. I will tell you that that's how I handle FOMO. Decisions. Um, I mean, I, I'm try to be very affirm in my decision making. I think it's a trait that a lot of great leaders have is they know how to make assertive decisions that are smart and well thought through. So um, if you like uh, Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People is a wonderful book that can help anyone with their decision making. Um, some of the last questions are, Robin Fares says, I wrote these words in my journal. What if I knew what to do? And dot, 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 where do I begin? Well, Robin, if you go inwards and you listen to that little voice inside, it will tell you what to do. Follow your heart. I promise you won't disappoint yourself. And then where do I begin? Just start where you are when you're ready. And you'll know exactly when that time is because your intuition is so, so smart. Um, somebody asked where Carol Buckley asked where I moved to and where I live now. I'm out in LA um, and I travel frequently to New York and um, I'm holding off on travel for a little bit because I feel like Greta Thunberg has done an incredible job of inspiring us to go inward and to stay put and I really am going to hold off on that crazy amount of travel for a while to help be an example for others as well. Um, and last but not least, there are always funny questions that are asked. Uh, a gentleman asked, 
if I can get your kiss, the answer is no. And another person asks, can you make Indian style food? Yeah, absolutely. I love Indian food. It is delicious. And everybody should go out and find their local Indian restaurant and support. And a big shout out to India right now. We love you. Donate to the American Red Cross that can go out and help India right now in this time and pray for them. Give them your love and your hope. They are in a bad place right now. And we love you, India. And we're always here for our AAPI brothers and sisters. And we pray that plenty of vaccinations will be made and everybody will be safe as soon as possible. I love you guys. And remember that bouncing back is a part of life. There isn't one person that I've met that doesn't have their own struggles. So that means go out into this world and do beautiful and big things. Help others along the way. Learn to change your work situation for your better life ahead. Learn to be responsible with your finances downsize, downgrade, stop spending so much, invest. And in your relationships, remember what matters. Pets, nature, sleep, being around friends that are there for you in your worst of times. Bouncing back will come naturally to all of you that are in a place of hardship. You are not alone in any of your struggles. You can write to me anytime. I answer everyone on my Instagram comments. This is episode 58. Please share it with a friend. Sign up for my newsletter. And remember, this podcast is sponsored by my heart. So the least you can do is go write a five-star review on iTunes and crush it. Go out and buy one of my books for your mom for Mother's Day or for yourself. And remember that I love each of you. Have a great day, an amazing week, and stay as positive as you can. But no, mono no aware. There is a pathos to life and it is part of the natural order. Love you. Last night took a L, but tonight I bounce back. Wake up every 